Shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah unto the Lord. Shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah unto the Lord. Sing aloud to God, let the people shout before His throne. Hallelujah, sing aloud to God, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah unto the Lord. Shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah unto the Lord from the ends of the earth. From the depths of the sea, let all creation praise His name. From the ends of the earth, from the depths of the sea, let all creation praise His name. Shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah unto the Lord. Shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah unto the Lord. Shout hallelujah, shout hallelujah, Unto the Lord. From the rising of the sun till the sun goes down, let the name of the Lord be praised. We're gathered to worship, gathered to worship, becoming a choir to sing your praise, lifting our voices, lifting our voices, joining our hearts in this house today. People of God, people of God, in the power of God, in the power of God, for the kingdom of God. To God we sing from the rising of the sun till the sun goes down. Let the name of the Lord be praised. From the rising of the sun till the sun goes down. Let the name of the Lord be praised. From the sky to the depths, from the To go out, to, go out. to cities and towns, will take your name into the nations, nation. shining your light in the darkest place. People of God, people of God, in the power of God, in the power of God, for the kingdom of God. For God we live from the rising of the sun till the sun goes down. Let the name of the Lord be praised. From the rising of the sun till the sun goes down. Let the name of the Lord be praised. From the sky to the depths, from the east to the west. From the rising of the sun till the sun goes down. Let the name of the Lord be praised. From the rising of the sun till the sun goes down, let the name of the Lord be praised. From the sky to the depths, from the east to the west, 
of the sun till the sun goes down. Let the name of the Lord be praised. Come thou almighty King, help us thy name to sing. Come worship Christ the King, alleluia, amen. Praises to him we bring, alleluia, amen. With grateful heart and voice, before his throne rejoice. I come with a humble heart, I come bowing down before your holy throne, lifting holy hands to you as I pledge my love anew. I worship you in spirit, I worship you in truth, make my life a holy praise unto you. On bended knee I come, with a broken heart I come, bowing down before your holy throne. As I look upon your face, show your mercy and your grace. Change my life, O oh Holy Spirit. Make me fresh and ever new. Make my life a holy sacrifice to you. Change my life, O oh Holy Spirit. Make me fresh and ever new. Make my life a holy sacrifice to you. It is Welcome both members and visitors to our 1045 service here at Preston Crest Church of Christ. I'm Jeff Clevenger, one of the elders, and we are happy to have you join us both here physically and virtually through our streaming. If you are a first-time visitor, please fill out the attendance card in the back 
of the pew in front of you and take it to the, our information desk in the foyer. We want to welcome you with a special gift and also get to know you better as we see you after service. <clears throat> Please take time now, if you haven't already done so, to check in. Church, check into church teams at the number on the screen, 469-476-5331. We want to remind you about our 50th anniversary celebration on Sunday, March the 27th, just two weeks away. This will be a great time of greeting former members, remembering our first 50 years as a congregation and looking forward to even greater blessings from God in the next 50 years. We will be having only one service at 10 a.m., followed by a catered lunch. Please plan to stay. <clears throat> Over the last two weeks, our hearts have been broken by the terrible tragedies occurring in the Ukraine. A special designated fund is now available for you to give helping to provide housing, food, and medical care for those in the Ukraine. <clears throat> as well as refugees in the neighboring countries. Funds will be sent through both Sunset International's Brandon Price, the director of the Ukraine Bible Institute, now temporarily headquartered in Poland, <clears throat> and the Rockadine Road Church of Christ in Missouri, which is Gordon's <coughs> hometown congregation. Both have longstanding relationships and a history of support with the Ukrainian ministry efforts. You can give in two ways. You can give online <coughs> by going to PrestonCrest.org, choose Give, and then choose Special Offering. Or you can give in person in a drop box in the foyer. For our call to worship this morning, please read with me Psalms 103, 21 through 22. <coughs> Praise the Lord, all his heavenly host, you his servants who do his will. Praise the Lord, all his works, everywhere in his dominion. Praise the Lord, my soul. Would you please join me in prayer? Father, thank you for all our blessings, our homes, health, jobs, opportunities, friends, and families, including the recent birth of Grayson, of Grayson to Michael and Claire Fitz. Father, be with the Mark Anthony family, former member here at Preston Crest in their time of trouble. Father, please surround our families with your comfort and love and help us to be your hands and feet as we support all during this difficult time. We also ask that you bring peace to Ukraine and give protection, comfort, and healing to all those people impacted by the conflict. <clears throat> God, we thank you for the talents we have given each of you <clears throat> to us in our service. I pray that everyone here at Preston Crest will find a special area of services where we can help your kingdom grow, grow and be more effective, bringing those around us both near and far into the family. We also ask that you be with Gordon this morning as he helps us see how to reach those others with the good news. In Jesus Christ's blessed name we pray, amen. Thanks, Jeff. 
All right. Hey, we still got folks coming in. Got lots of seating up here in first class. If y'all want to move up here, that'll be great. Let's stand. We're going to sing this morning. Come worship Christ the King. Hallelujah.
We're going to sing one more song as we enter into communion this morning. And then Trent Pruitt's going to come and lead us around the bread and around the cup. You reading a scripture from 1 John chapter 4, 13 through 17. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. All who proclaim that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them, and they live in God. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in him. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we are like Christ here in this world. I think a whole sermon series could be taught on 
uh, this scripture here, but I want to focus on verse 17 where it says, as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. I'm encouraged by this verse because it suggests we can still live in God despite our imperfections, despite our inability to love perfectly. But God is calling us to love like he loves, and he knew perfect love would not be possible without a Savior. And thankfully, perfection by our own merit is not a pre-qualification for admission into the loving arms of God. If we acknowledge and accept that Jesus is who he says he is, then his powerful demonstration of love on the cross is what makes us perfect in the eyes of God. Let's go to our Father in prayer. Father God, we thank you for this bread that represents your son's body, the sinless body that received the vicious punishment for the sins of this world. As we learn to love others and live like Jesus in this world, help us to grow more and more confident of your love for us and our ability to love more like you. God, we also want to acknowledge that Jesus is alive and he is coming again. God, we thank you for that promise. It's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. bow with me. Father God, we as a church come together united in our proclamation of who you are and that we believe your blood was spilled in love to make us perfect in your eyes. We thank you for that gift, God, and for the hope we have in an eternal life with you 
after our death here on earth. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks, Trent. Yes, we do gather proclaiming the name of Jesus this morning. A couple of ways you can give. We have a box in the middle of the foyer. Uh, you can drop your offering in. You can also give online. So many are doing that. And so thankful that you, were, that you were doing that. Also, we have the, uh, the Ukraine box very visibly designated uh, in, the, in the foyer as well. You can give also online, as Jeff mentioned, or in the box in the, in the foyer for that. Hey, there's another way you can give this morning. We're tying a prayer quilt this morning. And uh, for those of you that belong here and have been with us for any number of time, this is a regular ongoing thing. We're tying these prayer quilts that literally, literally are, are wrapping these people in prayer. So let me tell you about who we're praying over and who these quilts are for uh, this, this week. Radonna Reeves, mother of Melissa Jackson. Radonna has breast cancer and will have surgery this week. The second quilt is for Jenny Fitch. And Jenny is a friend of Laura Harbin. And Jenny is also being treated for breast cancer. So please, today... This morning, when we are completed in this, in this room, go by that table in the, uh, in the foyer. Stop and tie a knot in those quilts and take these names with you this week. Radonna Reeves and Jenny Fitch. Take them before the Father this week. Let's pray. Father God, we're thankful for how you lay opportunities before us, opportunities to give, opportunities to work, opportunities to serve. And as your children, Holy Father, we want to pray and lift up those that are hurting, those that need you. May what we give today further your cause in this place and beyond. May what is given today help spread your name, expand your kingdom. This isn't about us, Father. This is about you. Hear our prayer. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Let's watch a video about one of the great works of this church.
trouble given his location, church. They're praying for Ukraine. And there are so many others, thousands in similar locations. I can't say it right now because we're streaming. That are in danger, that are in harm's way, that are praying for Ukraine. It's a good thing. Church, let's stand. We're going to send kids on up to Children's Church right now. And we're going to sing a chorus of shout hallelujah. And then Gordon's going to come and share with us this morning. From the ends of the earth, from the depths of the sea, here to do, sing praises to the Lord. That's what we were born to do in Jesus Christ. So it's good to be together, and it's good to worship with you guys in our online community as well. So we started last week a series called Speak Up. We're talking about sharing the gospel, about evangelism, about, about looking at how we can connect with other people with the greatest story ever told, one that can transform their lives. And we started by talking about the importance of relationships, most all the time, when someone comes to faith in Christ, they came to faith because someone who loves them cared enough to share the story. It could be a parent, grandparent, could be a neighbor, could be your boss, could be a friend, or yeah, anybody. You can share the gospel with someone you know. And we talked about this woman at the well in John chapter 4. Imperfect. Uh, she had been through five marriages, five failed marriages, was living with a guy, but it was through her. And her connection with Jesus, that she was able to reach her village. They came out because of her testimony. They came out to meet Jesus. He stayed there two days. Many of them came to faith in Christ. And they declared him to be the Savior of the world. I was thinking, John Scott, as we were talking this week, about our friend Julio Salazar. You were telling me more about him. So many at this church know Julio uh, or Julio. I'm thinking Portuguese here. We'd call him Julio in, in Brazil. But Julio Salazar has been driving us around for years as our bus driver down in Guatemala. He lives there. He picks us up at the, at the airport there and then drives us around while we do mission, medical mission products all, uh, projects all over the country. He was not a believer and he started driving force back in 05 and he started watching the work that y'all did in the name of Jesus to bless his countrymen through you know the, den the dental clinics and the optometry clinics and the general uh, medical clinics and everything and then he also just observed uh, and this is a powerful thing guys he observed 
y'all loving on each other and the way Christians treat each other. And that is a powerful testimony. And so he came to faith in Jesus. He watches us every week. He's a member online of this church. And Julio is an amazing, amazing man. And then, John Scott, you were sharing with me something I didn't know about him, which he just has this charming, winsome way. He's a funny guy, but he shares Jesus all the time. The name of the Lord is on his lips. And so you were telling me he'll be in a restaurant or something. He'll strike up a little conversation with with the waiter, with the manager or whatever. And then he'll just kind of share a little self-deprecating story to get a laugh. And he'll ask him, hey, do you know Jesus? Do you have a church home? And so he is always sharing his faith. I was thinking this week, uh, back to our time in Brazil, so many stories, and I won't tell you all of them, but I was thinking of one particular story. Uh, A friend of mine, an American who barely spoke Portuguese. I mean, it was not easy to listen to for the Brazilians, let me tell you that. But he loved to play soccer, and so he went and played soccer by his house, and he met these two uh, teenage boys, about 15 years old. And, and through that connection, they were led to Jesus. They were baptized into Jesus, and one of them is a preacher for the church in Rio, and he has led hundreds of people to the Lord. And it all started with this friend with his bad Portuguese, who, by the way, I think this is an important detail. He was struggling with depression at the time, this guy, but he shared his faith. And now, who knows how many people have come to the Lord because he was willing to be a witness for Jesus. And our Lord told us in Matthew chapter 10, He said, if you'll put in a good word for me with the people around you, I'll put in a good word for you with the Father. And so it is important that we share him because of the difference he's made in our lives and the importance of that story. Uh, So God does amazing things through quite ordinary folks like us when we are simply available and willing to be his instruments of grace in the world. Now for Peter talking to us about evangelism. For me, pound for pound, the best scripture in the Bible on sharing faith. Here it is, 1 Peter chapter 3, starting in verse 15. You must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, this is an important part, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. Remember, it is better to suffer for doing what is good what God wants rather than to suffer for doing wrong. And then he talks about the gospel. Christ suffered for our sins once and for all time. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. I love that passage. I mean, Peter managed, managed right there to talk about the message, the gospel, the messengers 
That's us, those who have set Christ as Lord in their hearts, and even to talk about some of the methods that can be used to share our faith. Starting out here, the message. You know the message, hopefully. You know the gospel. Now, in the scriptures, some of the details will be different. Some of the, some, the gospel is the same, but certain scriptures share a little more, a little, different, a little different angle, but the core is always the same. And Peter really hits the core here. He says, you know, Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. He never sinned. He died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. That is our story. The son of God came and died for people like us for sinners. Um, He suffered once, Peter tells us. It's a historical event. This actually happened in real time on planet Earth. Uh, He was arrested, put on a sham trial, sentenced to die, crucified, buried, and raised on the third day. Remarkable story. And he did not do it, Peter reminds us, for the righteous people, for the good people, for the folks who have it all together. He did it for the sinners. He did it for people with problems. He did it for all of us. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Um, Zig Ziglar puts it this way. I like this quote. He said, the good news is there is nothing we can do that is bad enough to keep us out of heaven. The bad news is there's nothing we can do to get us into heaven. So we need Jesus Everybody needs Jesus. He died. He made a way for us to come home to God. Now, you will, not, you will not get to share that message with every single person you ever meet. Let's be realistic. But you will get opportunities to share that message with some of the people you meet. And so let's move from the message to, to us, to the messengers, to those who have set apart Christ as Lord in our lives. We have been redefined by this new relationship we have with God. Our sins have been washed away. And so to we who worship Christ as Lord of our hearts, right there at the top in verse 15, um, we are these witnesses. We are these messengers for Jesus. Uh, And it's regular folks who now belong to Jesus. You know, we aren't any better than sinners. Better off, maybe, but not better. And you've probably heard this before. We are just beggars telling other beggars where to get food. That's what we do. We share that message of hope. And Peter gives us here, this is my favorite part of the scripture, a couple of really practical things that we can do to kind of disarm our fears. A couple of things that we can do to lower the level of anxiety when it comes to sharing the gospel with others. We need to be prepared. We need to be personable. And we need to be polite. Can you do that? Can you be prepared? Yes, you can. Can you be personable? Yes, you can. Can you be polite? Maybe for you it's a little more challenging. Most of us can pull this off to be polite with other people that we meet. Um, You know, he says, if anyone, this is right there at the top as well, if anyone asks about your hope as a believer, be ready to explain it, be prepared. So I need to be able and ready to share my story, to give a snapshot 
of what the Lord has done in my life. We're not talking about a sermon. We're not talking about a lecture. We're talking about you being able to share what Jesus has done in your life, a minute or two, real honest talk about your experience with the Lord. How do you prepare for that? How do you prepare for anything? You get ready. You practice. Tell your story to your spouse, to your kids, to your Labrador. Tell your story to the bathroom mirror. Rehearse. Get it down. Be ready. For me, I grew up in a Christian home in southwest Missouri. Uh, And for me and my sisters, that meant that my parents took us to church every time the doors of the church were open. Um, I didn't necessarily want to go and sing and pray and learn about Jesus every Sunday, but that is what our family did, and I am grateful to my parents for taking us to church. Then I went off to college, and I figured out that the faith I thought I had was really their faith. I was really just kind of borrowing my faith from them, and so honestly for a while I kind of checked out on God checked out on church, checked out on religion. And then, through a series of, I guess you could say coincidences, but they began to not feel like coincidences, I came to believe that Jesus was actively pursuing me, that he was after me. And so I eventually said, okay, Lord, I'm with you, and I've been with him ever since. And I got to tell you, um, it is an amazing thing to wake up in the morning and know you are forgiven. It is an amazing thing, no matter what's going on in my life, to wake up and know that I am saved, that I am going to heaven. And I've got a long way to go in so many areas of my life. But with Jesus, I have become a better husband, a better dad, and a better man. That is my story. That took about a minute and 10 seconds, give or take, to share. What is your story? And are you able to share that? Um, Let me tell you a few things. I don't even know all of the details of your story, but if you are a believer, it probably has some of these elements. I just jotted some of these down this week. One time you lived a sinful and selfish life. That is part of your story, right? Um, You didn't really respect God. Part of your story at somewhere along the way, you heard the gospel, Okay, Uh, you came to faith. You put your trust in Jesus. Um, He gave you forgiveness. He gave you meaning. He gave you strength. And now you live with this assurance that you are going to heaven. Those are some elements of your story. But the details, that's you and Jesus. That is the life that you have lived. So be ready to share your one or two minute story. Um, And if they ask for more, you can go into more detail. Maybe your story involves an addiction that you overcame by the power of Christ. Maybe, and this is important, you did not overcome the addiction. You're still battling and your story is that Jesus is helping you battle. Maybe your story is that you lost someone you loved very much and you don't know how you would have gotten through it except the Lord was with you. Maybe that's your story. Maybe your story is some, some 
area of your life that Jesus has helped you with. You're a better dad, better husband, or whatever. Uh, Or maybe because of his presence with you, you're not as fearful as you used to be. You're not as stressed out as you used to be. Be prepared, Peter says, to share your hope. Why are you a Christian? What does Jesus mean to you? And he says... What we need to do is to be prepared. You know, preparation is kind of important, right? Um, You're going to be less stressed out when you go in for your driver's test if you have prepared for that driver's test. You're going to be less stressed out when it's time for a midterm exam. You might be a little stressed, but you're going to be less stressed out if you've actually studied for that, if you prepared for that. You're going to be less stressed out if you are prepared. You may write your story out. But whatever you need to do to own that, it's yours. Just be honest. Don't embellish it. Don't make stuff up to make it sound more glamorous. Your story is yours. Share it honestly. Uh, and we will be less anxious about sharing our stories when we are prepared. Now, here is a big thing in terms of reducing the level of anxiety when it comes to evangelism. And Peter talks about it here. We don't force the message of Jesus on anyone. We don't manipulate or coerce anyone into faith. Um, We're just honest. We are ourselves. And notice in Peter's counsel here in this scripture, who is initiating the conversation? Someone else is. If someone asks you, be ready to tell your story, right? This other person has has maybe noticed your life, has maybe noticed something that's different, and they're like, tell me about that. Or notice the way you always want to pray for whatever's going on in their life. The way you integrate God and your faith into your conversation. And if they ask, he says, be ready to share your story. It's interesting. Peter knew something about this. He knew about being asked, didn't he? I go back to what may be in Acts chapter 2, maybe the most powerful gospel sermon ever preached. And it was preached by this guy, by Peter. Day of Pentecost, thousands of people in Jerusalem. And he is preaching about Jesus, the Son of God, the Messiah, who died on the cross. And for a long time, I thought part of that sermon was repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. Acts 2, 3, forgive me. It wasn't part of the sermon. It was not part of the sermon. He said it, but he said it, why? Verse 37, because they asked. (laughs) They asked. It says this, now when they heard this, all of these people, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. And they said to Peter and the rest of the brothers, okay, what now? (laughs) What do we do with this? And then he told them, you need to put your lives in Jesus. You need to repent. That's acknowledge your sins and turn around. And yeah, you need to be baptized into Jesus. But he only shared those details when they asked Uh, Part of being personable and part of being polite and respectable is to to kind of follow these promptings of others. We don't yell. We don't wag our fingers at other people. If you're doing that, then you're not following Peter's counsel to be gentle and respectful. 
Here's the thing. You evangelize all the time. I evangelize all the time. We do it all the time. Evangelize simply means to tell good news. This week, I was evangelizing about my internet service provider. I was. I was sitting in Scott Wolf's office, administrator here at Preston Crest, and I was telling him, man, we just switched to a new internet service provider, and our speed is 20 times greater, and we're spending $30 a month less, and I meant every word of it. I was sharing the good news about something I found. You may share the good news about the new barbecue place you found out. You may share the good news about some new product you found or, or hairdresser. You know, have you heard about Cami? And some of you even know who I'm talking about now. You told Isla about Cami, a great hairdresser, and now she goes to Cami. We evangelize all the time. We share good news. We need to be ready to share the good news. News that can truly transform the destiny of the other person. They need to know about Jesus, the Son of God. They need to know that he died for them and that he was raised for them. There is no news like the good news. God loves each person. And we need to speak up for Jesus. Before I finish, I want to tell you about a couple of resources really quickly that we have right here today. Uh, one of them was prepared by our own Bob Chisholm. You guys know Bob, thoughtful. Uh, he's put together some great resources. One of them is called Sharing Your Faith Using the Gospel of Mark. It is a 60-page spiral notebook. We have a bunch of copies of it out right outside the door to the right on the way to the restrooms on that wall there, the spiritual formation wall. Grab a copy of that. The other resource is called Start the Journey. I put this together over years, and it's really for someone that's right there. I mean, they believe in Jesus. They are ready to turn their life over to Jesus, and it's just kind of, okay, here's what you need to know. And so it talks about faith. It talks about the basics of, of confessing Christ, of being baptized into Christ. And it's just several pages. It's back there as well, free of charge. If you're watching online and you want uh, an electronic version, we can send you PDFs of this stuff as well. We just want to equip you. Those are some of the great resources that are out there when it comes to sharing the gospel with others. So this morning, I would just finish by asking you, have you made that story your story? Have you found your life hidden in Christ, as Paul talks about in Colossians chapter 3? If you're ready this morning to surrender yourself to Jesus, maybe be baptized in the name of Jesus this morning, we would love to help you with that. Maybe you just need some prayers for something you're going through or somebody you care about is going there. Maybe you're rejoicing over something and you want to share that with the church. However you need to respond, do that as we stand together and worship the name of our Savior. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my life, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. While I sung love, what depths of peace, when fears are still and strife.
beautiful day. Isn't it amazing how the Lord gives us weather like this? I want to thank every one of you for coming today. Be sure and come back tonight and listen to Gordon bring us a message from the book of Genesis. And on your way out, be sure and pass by the prayer table there with the prayer quilts and tie a knot and have a word of prayer for our two requesters. Drew Simmons is going to lead us in our take-home scripture today, so I'm going to turn it over to him. He said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. You're dismissed. Thank you, Drew. 